I'm Sophie. Hi, I'm Paul. And we are SP Film Viewers. Well, here we are outside in the car park. Just about to go into see our film where we're going to be reviewing this week. Yay! And I know we haven't done, well we've done animation earlier in the year and we've only covered two Japanese live action films mm -hmm. before, but this will be the first time we... Um, this one I wanted to see this in particular because of being anime and it is one of those like about filmmaking. I knew yeah. that, yeah. I saw it straight away and yeah. I was like this is right. like singing in the rain Listen. but anime and it's so uh, yeah the title is called pompo the cinephile what does pompo mean i don't know i'm guessing that's her name the, the, those bears in studio ghibli like oh pompoco those yeah. raccoons Pom that we covered oh yeah previous sorry. Episode. Sorry, yeah. Taya. <laughs> the tanukis yeah yes yeah. Yeah. like oh she didn't learn anything <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um yeah yeah so quite looking forward to seeing what this has Mm -hmm. really excited yeah uh it's a quite it's only like hour and a half as well so it's quite short and sweet just like me <laughs> yeah so the only thing caveat is with people actually maybe seeing this it might be a bit tricky because it's like a limited release here in the uk anyway i'm presuming it might be different in the states or it might have already come out there or it might be on digital platforms perhaps i don't know yeah. but um yeah so that's the only thing obviously if it's you want to listen to like what spoiler stuff then you you might be a bit like oh unless you unless you're not bothered about that you obviously come back you you'll you'll listen or you'll maybe come back at a later date to listen to it but yeah i think i just strike while the island's hot with this yeah no i'm excited i am let's go yeah let's go let's go <laughs> okay so i'll speak to you soon I'm going to let you shoot this screenplay of mine. Best of luck, Director Gene. And we're back home. Thought we'd record this with the movie fresh in our minds. What movie? I, I can't remember what I've watched. <laughs> no, I, I think definitely this has been quite a nice experience to go to the cinema watch a movie, record, and be one of those kind of nicely tied in a bow podcast, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, all in, I suppose, one day doing the ramble and seeing it, and then as yeah. opposed to what we normally do is, like, do that, and then we think about watching the film, and then a couple of days later we sit down and do mm -hmm. it. But um, And but, I didn't have to take any notes, because no. I'd look a bit weird in the cinema writing notes down. It'd be a bit tricky to do that, yeah. So it's a bit dark. Yeah, unless you mentally note stuff down, which is kind of what I was trying to do as I was watching, obviously. But like, I, oh, okay, I didn't remember, do that. Remember, remember that bit? I don't know if you were like just like forgot you were, we were doing it or no, no, I was just enjoying it for what oh, it okay. was. Okay, but you have some thoughts to 
Oh yeah, to bring yeah, it to the table. yeah, yeah. Okay, that's fine. Okay, so I'll start off by saying that obviously a couple of things about like the director and stuff. Um, his name is Takayuki Hirao. I, I'm not butchering that, but might be. Um, Are you sure I, it's not Jen, the director? <laughs> Jean. Jean, oh, couldn't even do it right. <laughs> the actual director. Not the director no, no, character in the film. No. So I've not seen, before we came out to see like, what other anime stuff has he done, I've not come across any of his work before, so this is his first directing piece I've seen of his animation directing. But I did know that the this one that came up with the credits and there's all the clapping. Yeah. Clap is this new animation studio that's come out. So this is like a, the, I'm guessing their first big major release. So <laughs> kind of like it because they're already giving themselves a round of applause. <laughs> so the the style of it I really liked. Mm-hmm. From that, so that's a good job on them. Um, hopefully, like obviously in the future, more stuff come out from them, and if they keep that style, then great. It's it's stunning. It really is, and. Just the whole colours and the drawing style, even to the point of where the character's outline like had pink sometimes around it. I don't know if you noticed that. Or blue, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, like a sort of shine, not just black outline. Yeah. Yeah. So, and it wasn't all of it was outlined. It was just like kind of highlighted outlines. Areas, yeah. And it just, even that was just beautifully drawn and coloured in and... Stuff like that, I've, you know, made it more vivid. Unique. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Some amazing shots of landscape as well within this film where, obviously, it is to do with the film, making a film, um, like Singing in the Rain, and it's showing more landscape side instead of, like, studio-based in Singing in the Rain. But mm-hmm. they go to Sweden and... The rolling hills and all that kind all of stuff. All of that, it's just like... And then to comprehend that that is drawn. Oh, yeah. Because it does look as beautiful as a picture. Mm-hmm. Like, somebody could take a photo. I'm assuming it's all done on computers nowadays, like Oh, yeah, absolutely, do. yeah. But it... But that's still... Still, I still the detail. I still think, much like Jubilee and, and, and other studios that work in anim, anime in Japan, it's predominantly done in 2D. And there'll be a little bit of 3D elements in, mm-hmm. unless it's completely that. But that's, as we kind of know, that's the main stay of where 2D animation still thrives. Whereas in the West, it's kind of not really um, a lot of effort's gone into that. I mean, like the Bob's Burgers film was the rarity for this day and age of something that was big on the big screen that was all completely yeah. 2D. And it's a different yeah. style. So, like, it's more cartoonized. So, you can get away with it being more simplistic with Bob's Burgers. Yeah. Whereas this... This has got crazy shots and the camera pannings and all this kind of stuff and all. And the colours and the details on, like, everybody's faces and the background. Just everything was just so precise with everything that they did and wanted to do. And I think that's because you felt that intensity from the story as well. And you felt like that's what they were wanting to do within that film, if, if that makes sense mm. yeah absolutely Be- yeah because what they're wanting to do is create a film and giving two people basically the the chance of a lifetime so it's one of those things where you get an opportunity and you just started out and someone's actually believing in you 
And then they go, right, okay, it's your turn. And you like that scene where they go, what? And you're like, yeah, <laughs> everyone feels that way when somebody like says. Yeah, they're not prepared. Or I want you to give you a presentation or I want you to go to this client or whatever. And you're like, I'm not ready for this. But at the same time, you're eager to have that opportunity. Because it's always having that push, isn't it? To, yeah. You, you always sit in the background and you might have these ideas, but you, you're afraid of what people might think of them. Mm-hmm. I think that's a bit like you, to be fair. I think. Yeah, definitely. I see myself a little bit in this. I think you're the one that if somebody wasn't pushing you and probing you to do something, you'd probably just stick in your lane. Mm-hmm. And I, I think I used to be like that. Definitely used to just love my comfort zone. But actually, there's so much more to life within it. So I kind of see myself in two characters, and I think this is what worked well with the film. You kind of, you do a film or anything for yourself, but yet you're also considering your audience and how they would react and how they can relate to it. Well, that's what the the kind of parallel was was within this film itself, because director Gene who's been hired on this project mm-hmm. to do he's basically his dream and everything but he's like I was put under so much pressure to perfect it and in this script is about a musician who's wanted to like perfect and stuff and put so much time and effort so you have throughout much particularly at the back end where it's kind mm-hmm. of like overlaying right oh relating the his passion for film yeah. to the character's passion to music and all that kind of stuff and like layering it up that mm-hmm. way so there's that and I think up. for me I'm Pompo a little bit I'm like the main director of well she was producer producer yeah. yeah and then I think a little bit of Natalie I'd say mm-hmm. was coming in my Pompo is the film length <laughs> oh yeah yeah <laughs> Which I was proper chuckling about in the cinema. I just thought, oh, this is such a me thing. And I could really, really relate to it, Mm -hmm. of it being like, no, no film should be any longer than like an hour and a half. I get it. And I just thought it was really funny to have that in in a film. And especially for me, because I always complain and say I can't, my attention span's not there. After that, I get bored. And you, I think, are... Is it Jean? Jean, Jean. yeah. Where it's like, oh, I can sit for ages. And you're like the film buff and he is you. (laughs) Yeah, I suppose so. (laughs) And what I kind of found intriguing as well about what, like an example of what film they were touching upon, like, oh, let's, I'm going to watch, or he's going to watch um, in the screening room was like Cinema Paradiso, which... I think it's something we we might cover in the future anyway. So I was going to say, I haven't I seen it. <laughs> I won't go too much detail about it, but it does kind of relate quite well to what the film is going for anyway, in particularly the back end. But the mm. the, ba- the basic overall thing is about um, a, a young boy in Italy who's like enamoured by cinema and he like befriends like the projectionist and learns about all the tricks of the trade of doing like you know the cinema projection all these mm. other films and stuff like that so that's kind of like a, a good use of including a film that's kind of relatable in that yeah, sense okay so, could have done seen in the rain i don't know i think there's probably 
there are that is obviously an example of like movie within a movie type of thing yeah. but there's, there's plenty of i really ones. like a movie within a movie it really does something for me because it makes you appreciate what you're watching even more so when they're on about lighting when they're on about yeah, yeah so this one in particular and- yeah goes through a lot more than Singing in the Rain did. That was just kind of, oh, the microphone. Obviously, that was the old style. I think as well, there was one scene for the Singing in the Rain um, for me was when they went into the studio and we've kind of got, the I think he's, he's singing to her, um, and she's on the ladder and the wind swept, he puts the lights oh, on yeah, yeah, yeah. and all of that. Yeah, that that that's kind right. of yeah. always stands out for me, me as, in that. Yeah. as a kind of, setting the scene basically while the filming yeah so i think this is what i can kind of see the comparisons with the with the two here mm. when we're in sweden and there's there's whole loads of reasons why these scenes work and how like everyone's getting so excited and passionate about things because it's like timing is key weather lighting this is true yeah there's a lot of those things going although i don't i'm not obviously i'm not never worked on a movie set before but i don't know how involved everybody like chipping in ideas about stuff if that's really something that would really happen like oh what if we do you know some mm. like not just the cameraman but like oh the the one who's doing the runner or something basically yeah. or whatever the lighting guy chips an idea about oh, what if you do this in the scene and they're going yeah sure whatever we'll do whatever we want it's like mm. i don't know if that's gonna actually that's fly. really because <laughs> the think... director does have the say at the end of the day but to be honest he's a bit of a like oh yeah okay whatever let's try <laughs> it yeah and i think that's what makes it an anime because it yeah, has it, it has to be a that way if it was too realistic then it would be a bit rubbish yeah <laughs> yeah and i think that's kind of the the way it's going with it for me with the natalie i think i am that well shy kind of reserved uh-huh girl and i've had that chance when it's like why is somebody throwing me a bone basically and giving me an opportunity and you kind of doubt yourself and there's a part where she's at the pool and she's kind of thinking she's not pretty enough to be the main lead and everything like that so it kind of, it just gives you an overall of everything a film is but in this most beautiful simplistic detailed way like even the way that they cut the negatives and the editing part which definitely brought me to you when uh-huh. yeah i definitely see myself in that <laughs> editing the film oh. and the audio and all of that which you the screen that we saw on there was literally what you use or it felt like to me anyways pretty much similar kind of thing when you're doing your animations and yeah the that's kind of almost like like an adobe thing with them um, when, when i'm putting together the like these episodes to be yeah. honest obviously it's not that intense as like hours <laughs> cut, and hours cut. and thing but, but for footage mm. i can imagine uh, doing a bit a big lengthy thing i would certainly struggle with if i was my job to be going right okay what's what's an important scene here to to yeah. cut and what to keep and like oh should i use that angle should i use this angle and what i, I kind of found interesting because because it was like hang on a minute directors don't edit normally edit their own films <laughs> but in this she said oh i pompo the producer was like oh i usually try and get the directors to do it if they can type of thing so like, okay i'm guessing that's just my means of 
having him being you know stressing out and stuff yeah. like what to keep what being a perfectionist with like oh no that's not good enough that's not that's, good enough that is you that's not good enough but I don't think even to his extent I would be like oh just you know I'd get to a certain point but like not to scrap the entire thing and mm. start all over again because that would just and you know like you got weak yeah to get it all done I wouldn't have, <laughs> have I think a meltdown sick of the sight of it like there was one part where it did remind me of you when you're animating yeah we get that all the time with them doing like lip syncing and stuff scrubbing back through and all that kind of yeah. stuff and all these other bits and it, it happens all the time when we're, we're doing these these products it's like aren't you sick of that line you know like literally hearing it then going back again then playing it again it's like by the end of it i won't want to watch it because you've probably seen it several times by playing it over and over again yeah so i can imagine being actual proper movie editors not an easy job and i feel like it's kind of making it seem like you know we it's easy for us to say oh director's rubbish why did he do that thing but it, it kind of does make you think a little bit like it is a, a bit of a daunting task mm-hmm. sometimes to to put these together but the obviously you got choices and you obviously have more than one person who's overseeing things it's not just one person sat in a room <laughs> doing yeah, everything because that's but ridiculous also it's not just the director is it it's the person who's written it it's yeah yeah, yeah. The producer, you've got all these people before you even start the film, so the director can do the best. But if it's already been written and it's pretty poor, you can only yeah, do with what, you've, with what, what you've, got, you've got. You work with that's that's it. Yeah. There was something that made me laugh, and I didn't. Eat, I can see it on your notes. Is is the place where they are meant to be like Hollywood, but they've they've changed the name? Is that yeah. what it is? Yeah, yeah. I've written down so I know what it was. Actually, it was called. Nyalywood is the reason <laughs> which I took the point on that it's interesting that the fact that everything was like a like a alternate universe world of Hollywood mm-hmm. and it wasn't like set it didn't seem like it was set in Japan despite the fact that what we saw was Japanese with subtitles mm. and obviously the lips are moving to that but this could this probably very accessible for people who just want to see the English dubbed version because everything in the background was written in English text, everything and everything was Americanized and everything. So it was. I actually didn't even know it. I know it sounds so bad of me. I I what can't believe it. But I would say, even the style of it, you've got Pompo who looks the most anime. Yeah, yeah, with the. Wild hair and everything, yeah. Yeah, she yeah. looks like you kind of classic anime, kind of over the top. And then you've got kind of Natalie, who is more like, um, what was it we watched before COVID hit and we went to the cinema and it was an anime. I can sing the theme tune to you in my Japanese. <laughs> was it wasn't Weathering with you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. That kind of more detailed becomes sort sort of yeah within but it not, but not quite it's still a very slightly cartoonish to it but i can see where you're coming from mm. more the hair detail and everything yeah yeah but then you get like the other characters like um miss was it miss Steer? there was the one who was like the blonde bombshell type oh yeah it was, like really yeah like sexualized <laughs> nice. kind yeah, of yeah, in yeah. a sense yeah so that was probably even a step further akin to what were Weathering with you and your name might have been, and then Martin Brett 
Braddock. Mm-hmm. The one who's like the big famous, like the greatest actor in the world <laughs> type of... Who would that be our equivalent of now? Tom Cruise. He's not the greatest actor of all time. I'm not just saying that because thing, but in terms of, I don't know, years ago it might have been someone like I don't know George Clooney or um, Rob, Robert De Niro or something like that. I don't know. What about Tom or Hanks? Tom, Tom Hanks. He's yeah, he's he's still good in most regards, but I I don't know in terms of dive really diverse stuff. He's kind of plays the same safe ish kind of things it's not really i don't really see much as like a really hard asshole gangster type or anything like that or you know like really powerful i mean powerful in the sense of mm-hmm. like you know heartfelt but then but... same with tom cruise it's like how many mission impossibles do you do too many <laughs> i will say also with this film with the actual film story does that make sense the story of making the film do you mean the story of the actual film within the film. Making the production of it. Yeah, and the fact that it was like a musician who was being perfectionist. Yeah. Straight away reminded me of Whiplash. Like, this is where I was going with oh, it yeah, in yeah, my yeah. head. There was a few scenes where it kind of like that, where he's the character in that the Mar- Martin was playing was mm-hmm. like flipping out at the, the cellist or whatever and going yeah, like, yeah. Oh, do it again type of thing. And yeah. And I don't truly know what the film what was about, but that like literally just a musician that's per- been a perfectionist that misses out on his life with his family, and then kind because of rekindles his relationship with his daughter. I feel. I think it was to do with him sort of like struggling with making this aria, which is obviously like a classical piece of music. Well, I thought that's what his daughter was called. This is your aria. This no, it's like a, like a, <laughs> this is your symphony or whatever. Oh, it's okay, a type I know of, what a symphony like, is. Yeah, 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 type of thing. So it was that, and he's like losing his way with that. Mm. So then he had to like take a break, and then he meets Natalie's character in Switzerland, wasn't it? Yeah, Switzerland, and then I guess that makes him like a breath of fresh air, and she sings this aria, which is like the. Uh, like the, I think it's the more operatic yeah, yeah. A, a, a element of classical music. And that was like inspiration, I guess. And then he was able to then uh, work his way so back. So it wasn't to... his daughter. But he had a wife. He did. But that was on a flashback or something that was put on. But yeah, so that was the, the basis of the story is what I could tell. I wanted to, I was to bring up the fact what you mentioned about, obviously, like the, the, the scenery and stuff mm. and also onto to reflect what you brought up weathering with you in terms of if you recall from those you know obviously Studio Ghibli mm-hmm. and those films that your name and weathering yeah. with you are they more realistic or obviously they're they're slightly different style anyway but do you do you think this stands on its own or is, is it good as better worse Ghibli is more magical yeah and softer within its lines, probably because it's more hand-drawn, hand, hand drawn, if I'm thinking of original. Yeah. Um, and obviously the painted backgrounds and everything. Yes. So it's more like a softer palette and more cartoonized a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, Weathering With You and Your Name, it seems more... That was definitely a lot more realistic in terms yeah. of how 
detailed some of those things were. But the city, I think it was more like a, a grungy kind of feeling. More representation more of Tokyo. And, straight yeah. cuts, lines and bolder in a sense. Uh-huh. And a lot of wispy hair. Yeah, detailed hair. Whereas this was... How do I... So, the, somewhere in the middle? Yeah, I think so, because it's like you had more your buildings and your, your, your kind of city life in mm-hmm. the other two with Weathering With You. Yeah. Whereas this, you got to appreciate some of the sceneries that they were trying to incorporate yes. within this film. Yeah. And that was in itself just just stunning. I think there were certain ways of the, they've done the drawings which makes it just stand out. Also, the art throughout was different as well. Yeah, so being a new studio, it's going to have its own style. But, like, even when you were going from... It was more detailed within the film that they were creating compared to when they were kind of having the normal kind of story creating the film, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. There was a little bit of more detail within the actual film itself. Yeah, that's that's down to lighting and Mm. what it's edited because much like... When you see certain things like on, you know, like a thing, something that's shot on TV or a YouTube video, it's down to how that is shot can be and look different and feel mm-hmm. more to life. But when you do things cinematically mm-hmm. and somehow it looks and feels that way, mm-hmm. and I don't know if that's the best way to describe it, but there's something about that is different from reality because, yeah, especially if you've got like loads of effects or whatever and stuff, obviously it's going to be yeah. that way. But there's just a way it, it looks completely different from how you would film just an old camera, me and you like now, whatever kind of thing would look very different from what you see on the big screen, big blockbuster type thing. Mm-hmm. So. No, definitely. I think it was just... I'm really glad we went. It was just one of those films where... It was just overall really enjoyable. And as well, it was only 90 minutes. <laughs> yeah, they purposely as well. Yeah. yeah so. so I did really appreciate that. And it was, I wouldn't say anything needed to be cut. No, absolutely not. I don't think so. there's not much to argue on that because to say like everything seemed to have a purpose mm-hmm. in, the, in the film. I did like, I say, obviously when he's doing the editing effect, he's... Almost like a action hero pose with like a sword that's kind of slicing through the, the <laughs> film reels as he's cutting down his footage. So obviously that's the dynamic. No, so obviously from seeing a lot of cinema and stuff, and he's he's clearly got an artistic eye or like a camera eye because there's like a shot where he's sees. I think Natalie when she's jumping in a puddle and he's kind of mm. slowed down. It's like just like a camera lens. I can thing. actually appreciate that as. Part of my photography yeah. degree, I, yeah. I can kind of see certain things and think, oh, that looks absolutely stunning and look at things of how I would envision taking a photo of it. Mm-hmm. My eyes do do that. Yeah. And so when I saw that shot when he zoomed in and kind of in his head, he took a mental picture yeah. of her, basically. And it's just like, I, I can relate to that scene, whereas, and the lighting, thinking of the composition, where's best for somebody to, to stand and then I think yours is like the editing after the fact or scrolling through. So I think both of us together, you never know, we could create his own movie. You'd have to write it though. 
I'll just have to get emotionally attached to the characters. That's <laughs> what I'll do. I guess this is kind of almost a way of like, oh, if you've got ideas, then almost anybody could make a film. But it doesn't obviously necessarily mean it's a good film. But he's obviously got the luxury of having been part of the studio and mm-hmm. he works there all the time and everything. So he's got the resources and he knows connections. Yeah. So um, <laughs> that's the only difference, really. And he's been given an amazing opportunity, change. but obviously he's got potential. Yeah. Pompo sees mm-hmm. something within mm-hmm. him. And also the fact as, as well of when, when Pompo was saying about it's like a script that's written for an actor in mind, mm-hmm. which I'm sure does happen sometimes as well like you know i wonder what happens when you write it for an actor or an actress in mind and then they don't want to star in it like what happens then yeah i'm sure that's probably happened to cast somebody yeah Mm. you're busy they're busy with another project or something and yeah i'm I'm sure that stuff goes down all the time i do think this works quite nicely though that it's giving natalie her like debut kind of Mm. within the film and it kind of gives you that underdog vibe of anyone can have a dream and if they yeah. work hard enough it's like they can succeed her sign a bit like la la land because mm. she was working at like a cafe in one scene at the beginning but then she was also doing construction stuff as randomly yeah, as yeah. well on sets so that didn't happen in la la land but i feel like yeah it's it's just like the old thing with that you know girls who were trying to make the way in hollywood and you know doing the auditions and for like commercials and stuff and yeah just shot down all the time and stuff so Mm. i'm not sure if we've got anything else to bring up off the top of my head from this first watch really i think i've covered most aspects of it really without giving too much away i feel like that's like a good whistle tour through yeah i mean there's not it's not like oh my god i can't believe you told me no no it's not one of those kind of things like there's a big twist or anything like that it's more going through the process of not step by step as such, but kind of like a brief overview of like what kind of goes on into a production more so than other films might. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but I guess it kind of shows a bit of insight into, you know, in a cartoonized way, Mm. obviously, um, how things go down when movie production comes I think, it, yeah, it does, and it makes it insightful to know everyone really is like a, a cog in a machine. Like, you would not be there if you didn't have the funding, which we kind of gathered. The impact of if you want to do something additional, how many people you've got to call on to make that happen. You need to get your actors back, you need to get the lighting, you mm-hmm. need to get the camera crew. Yeah. And it made you appreciate when you went to the credits, actually seeing all of those names. Yeah, yeah. Even if we're in Japanese. Yeah. But. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry, there was another thing about the. Because there was a thing about the bank mm-hmm. with loan, obviously, reminded yeah, yeah. me about the fact that, you know, they had to do the reshoot and it's like, oh, it's all you know, the costs and stuff, and we had to push back on the the premiere of the film. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, again, it's anime, so they've got to do a nice, like, oh, yes, we'll do it. You know, look at all the people <laughs> who have crowdfunding the, yeah. the film and stuff and it's like turn around the bank's going like no 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 you can't do this <laughs> but it's like oh no we live streamed the whole thing and everybody's really interested in this film yeah and stuff and um but it, i think it's because yet again the people are so passionate about it how could 
someone not be interested when somebody's so passionate about something. That's true, but a lot of these like GoFundMe pages, they bless them, they, they do try and get things off the ground and these projects they might be really passionate about it, but obviously it's the demand of whether that it's interesting enough for people to invest money into it mm. to help them get you know, with the Kickstarter get them off the ground type of thing but sometimes they just fall flat sadly but it's um yeah like life is not always roses and you like get the support that you you think you're gonna get if it's um you're trying to say life's not always like the movies paul yeah (laughs) i'm trying to say but we go to the movies for escapism from our lives to remind you that it's not so rubbish you've watched loads of films so what do you have to escape from in real life that makes you watch loads of films? So if you've got no sparkle in your eye, is that what it is? Do you mean no ambition? No, you know when um, Pompo says, like, is it Jean? Jean. 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 Think of Jean from Bob's Burgers. Jean. Jean. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So Jean's um, gone what? through quite, like, hardship. He's kind of... Well, no, he's a real loner and everything. Yeah. And he's, like, got on the lowest rung, really, basically. And people... I think it's the fact that he kind of hasn't got anything, whereas some people who are more too ambitious don't have, because they ex- you expect everything yeah. on the silver plate type of thing. That's what I'm meaning. So, like, that sparkle of kind of thinking everything, that's what she says, like, he hasn't got a sparkle in his eye. It's not that he's am- not ambitious. He's just... To that effect, what are you saying about me? That maybe you haven't got as much of a sparkle in your eye, but that's because you've watched so many films. And you, it's your escapism. Mm-hmm. But it's... he has a lot, watched a lot of films. Yes, yeah, like you. And he isn't, yeah. But then he becomes a sparkle because obviously he gets an opportunity. Because I think I've just got, I'm Pompo, I've got sparkly eyes. <laughs> Starry eyed, yeah. Yeah, see the world's a beautiful place. <laughs> whereas I think you're more a realism, realistic kind of person. Whereas I kind of put mm. unicorns in. Candy canes on it. <laughs> Perhaps, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, since we haven't seen the film, neither of us, mm-hmm. it's your turn first. To score, yeah. <laughs> I'll put my feet up. Oh, the pressure. It's horrible, isn't it, going first? It is. Cause yeah, I like it when it's your turn. Especially as I don't... <laughs> I'm not sure where to, where to put it. Um, I don't think it'll be a 10. That's just shocking. Only because, I know that sounds daft, considering what you're, you've seen films for the first time and you might give them a 10 or whatever. So there's, I feel like, I mean, this could change on a future rewatch and, and stuff for mm-hmm. the scoring, but... I thought yes, I found it interesting with like what it was going for in terms of like the production of a film, yeah, and stuff. Enjoyed that. Um, enjoyed the characters as well. They mm-hmm. didn't weren't irritating. <laughs> stuff I kind of see myself in Jean a little bit, perhaps. A lot. <laughs> in some degrees, yeah. I didn't I, I mean, some, I don't know if I. I mean, I sometimes have baggy. Mm-hmm. And, and you won't stop well. until you've got yeah. it done. Yeah, yeah so perhaps so. Yeah, it's a bit of a hard truth there, perhaps. Yeah. A little. Um, Luckily, hmm. you ain't got to the burnt out stage. No, that that's been at uni and stuff sometimes. 
to be fair. <laughs> I think it could increase. I don't know if you're going to be like, what? To the, to the thing. But I think I'm going to put it at 8.5. It's not too bad. Yeah. It's an, it's um I got what I wanted from it. Um, I so said, like, anime and to do with films is, is, is great. It, it's just a, a simplistic story, really, mm-hmm. about it, really. That's uh, covered basically what needed to do, really. It didn't need to be too, like, crazy with, with, with what the story it was trying to tell or, like, big twist, like, like I said, like, oh, I can't believe that happened or anything like that. So, um, yeah, it was enjoyable. I will watch it again. Mm-hmm. future so it may increase on future watches is what i'm saying really so yeah I, I appreciate where you're coming from with that i think i'm not far off you to be fair i was going to give it a nine mm-hmm. so not not 0.5 more mm-hmm. yet again i'm a lover of films about films clearly because singing in the rain is my favorite film it felt a bit of singing in the rain vibes for me so that's why i've scored it a bit higher than you have mm-hmm I do think the characters, they were lovable. There's certain ones I can relate to. They all really seem to have a good place within the story. It's beautifully stunning and it kind of captures your heart a little bit as well. Like it's got a really good moral behind the whole inspiring film. Yeah, yeah. it shows anyone can do anything and follow your dreams, basically. That's what it is. Also, no brainer, it's an anime. Why would we not love it? <laughs> And we got to go to the cinema with it and have a hot chocolate. So I feel like overall movie experience was brilliant. And I, I feel like when you go to the cinema, you hear, you hear other people talking about it. When like when you walk out and people are like, oh, what do you think? That's the first thing everybody always says mm-hmm. when she walk out of a cinema. No, well, yeah. Yeah. And it was nice just to hear what other people were thinking or, of it. And it, what, nothing there was nothing bad said. Yeah, no one was going like, oh, that was rubbish. Or... No. No, <laughs> no. Obviously, no. there are films where there are people that are probably going out like, this is a... And it was awful. really a collective bunch in the cinema, so it was enjoyable to see who was going to see this kind of mm-hmm. film. Yeah, Especially yeah. with it being Japanese, like, subtitles. Yeah, people took one out the way, obviously, to... It wasn't ram-packed, but the, there was a select few people who had chosen to go for this one instead of the English dubbed one i know it's obviously a limited run anyway of mm. the film here in the uk but um i think that's why it's one of those things where it's important to actually go and attend it so that then hopefully it, it drives more often yeah yeah yeah. yeah. i know they do at the showcase where we go to sometimes they do they do that so yeah unfortunately i don't know if people might not be able to Go see this. Obviously, when this episode comes out, it'll be after the fact when the mm-hmm. release day. But hopefully, down the line, or it becomes more available on digital after the fact. Yeah, of being in the cinema, I, th- I think that's probably the case. And then people like can on a streaming seek it service out. or some description. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To recommend. So yeah, it's a good experience. Mm, really enjoyed it. Yeah. So thank you very much for listening to this episode, and if you would like to check out some of our other episodes you can do so on apple podcasts spotify podbean and wherever else you might get your podcasts from and if you want to follow us on social media if you haven't already i mean why haven't you um (laughs) do it (laughs) we're on platforms of um 
Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok under the handle SP underscore film viewers. You can like, leave us a comment, give us a message, recommend a film you want us to see, or even if you want to join our podcast or want us to join yours, then just drop us a line. We're normally more than happy to be available to do either, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. And if you would like to leave us a nice five-star review, you can do so on Apple Podcasts and wherever else they do the scoring system. Uh, anything else before we wrap up? No, I don't think so. I just, I just hope you've all really enjoyed this episode. I really enjoyed it watching it and having a little date night with you anyways mm-hmm. so even if you don't enjoy it i've i've enjoyed myself so that's the main thing, that's the main yeah. thing. so hopefully you'll be able to get to see the film once it, at some point yeah it yeah. comes out i would yeah. really recommend it yeah. it's 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 probably a bit like um annoyingly how tricky you are uma so mm-hmm. was is to find i don't think it's on youtube anymore annoyingly oh that's it's, gushing yeah and it's like can't seem to Aww. find it on the the thing. It might be on my hard drive, perhaps. I I'm low quality, but that's the only thing we've got tied to it now. I think honestly. It, so this is what I'm talking about with with things like being or what you mentioned about like trying to bring things over here over to Western audience. You know the mm. more of a, a crowd to you know more of a wider audience. Yeah. Really. Um, it's it's kind of tricky, but obviously you need the, the demands for it to be pushed in the right direction. Mm. So. Well, to say that it was a Wednesday night mm. that we've gone to see this film, there was a good turnout for a Wednesday night at seven o'clock, I would say. Mm-hmm. So I'm happy with that. Yeah. So thank you very much for listening once again, and we will speak to you next time. Speak to you next time. Bye. 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 Bye.